0: Welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast for the new. Me- How did we do this? I forgot. Meat Boy Bios. Welcome to Meat Boy More. <laughs> welcome to We've Been Taken Over by Roe, buts. So we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Good to already be off the rails. But welcome. We've had kind of a long hiatus uh, due to the holiday <laughs> and uh, being in the dark corners of the dark web. Whoa. <laughs> Even the dark web has its own dark web. He speaks for all of us. <laughs>
1: All four of us had an, an illness at
0: some point. Yes. Just I <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot how to do this. Uh, so on today's podcast, we're talking about what we've been watching, and we're going to try to keep it to uh, recently, so we don't talk about you know four weeks' worth of stuff. Then we're going to talk about the week's uh, film news, including TV news and video game news, if we got gotcha. it. But uh, first, we're going to talk about what we've been watching, and I think TJ wants to kick us off.
1: Yeah. I, along with all of us, I think, watched a a ton of movies the past few weeks, especially being sick and laid out. Just easy to push it on. So, won't spend too much time on a lot of things, but I rewatched a few old series. Uh, Tried Indiana Jones again, watched all four of those movies the past three weeks. Still not a big, not a huge fan. The Raiders is definitely really good, and Last Crusade is pretty good, but... Chris yeah. Skull Temple
0: of Doom are both rough watches for me. Yeah, I've always run that run for Raiders being the best.
1: Yeah, they're good. I tried that. I actually randomly rewatched the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I still say Batman Begins doesn't get enough credit, and I don't think Dark Knight Rises does either. I think it got shadowed a little much at the time just because it's not nearly as good as the Dark Knight, but still,
0: hmm. it's
1: good. I think if it's been a while for anybody you want to go there. I had fun rewatching this.
0: My favorite is still Dark Knight, and I still think, despite all the acclaim, Dark Knight is underrated. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Um, watching it
1: again, Heath Ledger, just ridiculous,
0: knocks knocks that, that
1: role out of the park. Mm-hmm. He's in that movie way less than you think he is, too? He's just so dominating when he's on there. Um, and then I think we're going to do a separate episode in the future, because as we're recording this as you're hearing it I guess we're a few days away from Star Wars episode 8 so me and Brent did this for uh Force Awakens where we went back and watched all the uh Star Wars movies or not not all necessarily I watched all I couldn't bring myself I um, just was kinder to myself this time so I just watched the really good ones I even skipped episode 1 and 2 when I watched it and then yesterday they just happened to be on TV when we were like cleaning around the house so I watched 1 and 2 which was awful but uh we're going to talk about that in a future podcast, Brent and I, anybody else who wants to join, out of the two of y'all, not anybody else. <laughs> um, I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about The Force Awakens, because I rewatched watched it for the first time since the month it came out, and I think David saw it for the first time.
0: I did. I finally saw it. Talk about I that had, for a little while. I spent some money and rented it. Nice. Okay.
2: Cool. Have you so have you seen all the Star Wars movies now? Are you still yes. Rogue One you saw? Rogue One
0: I saw about a month ago.
2: Nice. <laughs> nice. I wasn't sure if you had seen all of the original trilogy. Yes. Like, sitting down and watching them. I saw it <laughs>
0: not as early as a lot of people, but I saw it in uh, late high school. Okay. So what did you think about Force Awakens? As a I, first-time viewer, I'm curious. Yeah. It, I've kind of, like, uh, gone beyond the, the wave of it's amazing, then people saying it's not that great, it's essentially a new hope, and then uh, being outside of that was kind of nice. I, uh, I thought it was really good. Nice. Yeah, my favorite character is a character that's on the screen for like maybe ten minutes is Poe Dameron.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> great. I'm hoping he has a lot to do coming up. Yeah,
0: I also love John Boyega as the uh, stormtrooper turned like action hero. Yeah. It's such like a realistic? We're talking a little bit before the podcast. Such a realistic thing. It's like you know what the hell's going on, <laughs> right? It's essentially his character trait. Yeah, Brent was talking about uh, you know he sees the force and it's like. How is everybody not just going? Holy shit, guys! Did you see that? Right. Everybody
3: uses the force all the time. That's um, he interprets it, right?
0: Yeah, Helen's yeah, like, "We need to get into this thing," and he's like, "Let's just force it up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nonstop force. Yep. Yeah. but I thought I thought it was really good. I thought action sequences felt. Uh, the thing I didn't like as much about Rogue One is action sequences just seem like Marvel Studio Atlanta backlot. Yeah. for everything you could copy and paste from uh, Civil War into what was going on there. It felt a lot more visceral for me than yeah. Force Awakens. I think it's a lot more practical aliens and stuff. Less uh, CGI, more like, I don't know, Muppets? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, for real. Yeah. I mean, they were they were legit Muppets in the, the early ones.
0: But I thought it was really good. Nice. <laughs> I think my Letterboxd review is like, I think the Star Wars things has legs. <laughs> <So> <laughs> nice. I
3: really like the, uh, I rewatched it too this week, and I uh, all I'll say is uh, I really forgot how much I enjoyed the attack at Maz Kanata's place. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a really good scene. That, that battle really after after that scene is so good where uh, you get that one continuous shot of Finn watching. He doesn't realize he's watching Poe fly and
1: like take out TIE Fighters. It's a really good shot. Yeah, and uh, Kylo stalking Rey mm-hmm. through the woods is really creepy and good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Driver's really good in that role.
0: He is. I know this whole ba- this whole backlash thing about he's an uh, uh, emo meme now. Yeah. But uh, I thought he was good. It makes sense with the story too of him like struggling with the
1: light and the dark. Mm-hmm. like Him not knowing what's what. Sure. I'm glad you liked it though. It's top three Star Wars movie for me, for sure. So
0: they're allowed to make more Star Wars movies. <laughs> I get my stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah, nice.
1: Man, I watched some, some new movies that were uh, stinkers. We'll, we'll, we'll float through them. I did catch Jim and Andy finally Nice. Um, it's great. Won't spend too much time talking about that because we have a lot. I will say that Cassandra never seen Man of the Moon um, and loved the documentary. So, mm-hmm. if you... I was curious about that. If you feel like watching it without it, I think it's I think it's okay. Okay. Uh, watch Little Evil, which I know Chris has seen. Yeah. It's not that great. You can watch it, I guess. See, so yeah, Little Evil, it's the Netflix original that's kind of a spoof on The Omen and a bunch of other horror movies. It's like one of the worst movies I'd recommend probably It's it's fun It's worth worth to watch If you like horror movies I guess Cassandra liked it A little more than I did And Rare she's did. a huge horror fan But it's right at that edge
2: Yeah It's, it's close to being Just a little too boring um, Did you watch A Dog's Purpose Chris? I did not watch A Dog's Purpose But I did watch It's companion movie Megan Levy Which I'll talk about later
0: What is A Dog's Purpose? <clears throat> not the film But what's the purpose? Pretty much
2: be Awesome for humans
1: Apparently Just be slaves What a, what a fresh take Yeah be, be an affection slave uh, Don't watch The Dog's Purpose It's like beyond Brent's invented phrase of tear mongering should, um, I, should I watch it with Kelly? Oh god no,
0: <laughs> no. I'm an animal lover Should I watch it?
1: No. <laughs> no But it says it's got a dog on it Yep <laughs> That's true They got that part
3: right So where does the porpoise come in? later okay so So it's kind of like do they befriend each other (laughs) they're the same thing oh yeah the dogs yeah
0: this is in the the dog's not dog uh, the The dog's porpoise right got it the dog is porpoise is this in the dolphin tail universe (laughs) Uh, yes the dolphin verse yes
1: which
2: which, speaking of you also watched the movie santa buddies oh yeah we did (laughs) (laughs) this was not by my doing this was chris's girlfriend if if you leave (laughs) kelly alone in the room long enough
0: just remember what I watched (laughs) (laughs) Allison you know we were snowed in and just like real bored Uh, Allison put on a hour long thing called Yule Dogs (laughs) no dialogues or human characters it's just like animals dressed up with little hats just like you know pawing around presents and stuff (laughs) right (laughs) now (laughs) like to the puppy ball, but just like my tree, yeah. And they play like mini versions of like Christmas songs. <laughs> Wait, they just like play with each other. It's like from I don't know what channel it is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but it's like the channel is like Alice in Soul. So <laughs> we streamed it. Would Yule Dogs be considered any of their greatest work? <laughs> you know,
3: is, is this movie The Great Wall? <laughs> No, that's
2: like that's in the vein of like the uh, the Yule log uh, cha- like shows where you turn it on and it's just on the background, and it's just like a crackling fire. Except <laughs> it's this <a> was, crackling <laughs> dogs. <laughs> dogs in a fire. <laughs> yeah. S- Barking dogs.
0: No, it's 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 really cute, but it just reminds me of that. Yeah. I can't we saw that,
2: <laughs> yeah, S- we S- saw the whole hour. <laughs> you like sat and did nothing else and watched the whole hour
0: of it. No, we were doing other stuff. Okay. So <laughs> so we were. <laughs> I, Man, t- I found the plot <laughs> derivative. Santa Buddies <laughs> was
1: uh, the he meets all these dogs. The the Santa Buddies is yeah. that what they're called. I don't know. Sure, but uh, they're all so stereotypical and like mildly racist. All of them. There's one who's was like. He had a chain on, and just had the letter B. He was like, what's up? I'm B-Dog. And he's got, like, a bandana. We're like, I'm Daisy. And, like, she had a bow, so you could tell these fucking dogs apart. You know that's stereotype. that stereotype? Yeah, p- bow girl. <laughs> I fucking hate bow girls. <laughs> well, man, there was something in it
2: that we thought was funny. Like, was the, Indian dog? <laughs> the mouth moving is just horrible. That okay. makes their mouth move while they talk. There's this, like, there's this, this, like tiny trash can dog who... Is at the pound, and I guess is like the the emissary to anyone who visits the pound, and he sing he sings this song, which is you know adorable. But whenever it speaks, I guess they did, didn't know how to like make the teeth small enough. But it just looks like he has like a straight line of like ten like
0: human teeth, python
2: teeth, <laughs> like thumbtack sized teeth, just like a row of razor blades. Oh, God. <laughs> And he's singing a song singing about, about why nobody will adopt him. It's like, oh, damn. <laughs>
3: Do you recommend Santa Buddies? No. <laughs> Isn't okay. it
0: like when Pennywise opens his mouth? And yeah, like Transfix. Yeah. It's babe. super wide.
3: Dog eats, eats souls. There's the one dog that has the lights. <laughs> While we're on shitty Christmas movies,
1: I dared Chris to watch A Christmas Prince. And
3: I uh, did.
0: And a, so I did. So you guys got another 2017 movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh... It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't terrible. Are you guys going to do this in 2018? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to reel your, it back a little bit, I think. The cost yeah. on your soul is not too grave a cool, price. Quality
1: over, over quantity in 2018. So was your take on Christmas Prince, Chris? It's fine. Moving on. <laughs> great. It's, <laughs> it's, it's got no one of great import in it, oh, and it's a... Uh, it's, 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 not, it's not a good movie. It, a, it deals with some, some good issues for like kids, so I guess. Yeah. That's why I rated it a little higher. Than yeah,
2: thinking. like the main character's friend in the Christmas Prince Palace is the princess who has spina bifida. And so it's a lot about <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> the actress actually has spina bifida. Yeah. I looked it up. And it's, so it's a lot about like
0: I'm not laughing at Spina Bifida yeah you that are it's so fucking random <laughs> <laughs> I saw the thing on Netflix it's like A Christmas Prince I was like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's actually
2: all documentary about Spina Bifida it's, it's all like you know. You're not your disability. You're you're a little girl still. Like you you can still have fun and go on sleds and stuff. I got
0: nothing of that from the Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, the image is just of like her and the prince. I thought it was just like lifetimey Netflix thing. It is, I but yep, I guess it's that that kind of lifetime movie. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to the one I was thinking of, a uh, Hallmark. I guess I was thinking of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Right. There are movies I actually want to
1: talk about and we're getting we're getting dangerously close to talking about them so Pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about shitty movies more the 2017 movies that I thought <laughs> might be good that weren't great uh, anybody seen A Cure for Wellness? I'm not sure why Dane DeHaan keeps getting roles in movies mm. is he good at
0: anything that y'all like Chronicle was his like big
1: I thought uh, he was like, okay in Chronicle he had so much to do I guess
2: I don't know what else he
1: looks he's... like a villain too like I, I get the villain mm-hmm. in yeah them, maybe what else is he in? Obviously, Valerian. That, that's all I can name. Most. He was in, I
0: like, ever. a Beat Poet movie. I think he plays Ginsberg or something. Allen Ginsberg. Hmm. Something like that. In a movie with Daniel Radcliffe a couple of years ago.
2: Huh. I feel like that style movie would suit him better than any, like, big movie.
0: It's a real small, like, indie spirit type movie. It,
3: did y'all say Amazing Spider-Man 2? Oh, he is in that. Ugh, Harry Osborn.
0: Yeah,
2: he's... It's not his fault that he's bad in that. Um, th- th- that character is just written really poorly. Because they also try and, like, kind of nod to the first Spider-Man trilogy, which is weird.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. It's not really his fault. Not your fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't recommend A Cure for Wellness. It's really complicated. The acting's horrible. The story doesn't make any sense. Not, not a good movie. Don't, don't waste your time with it. Speaking of not wasting your time, watch Fist Fight. I actually haven't had high hopes for it, because I like Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. I like Charlie Day. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Ice Cube's horrible in it. Best part of that movie by far is Tracy Morgan as a side character. He's still hilarious, so that's good. I love, I love Ice Cube in Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah, that's how I was. This He's might so be funny like it'll be a little sneaky, funny movie. Yeah,
2: I remember you messaged good. me in particular to tell me how aggravated you were that he said, "Fuck the police." <laughs> yeah. Somebody's like, "I'm going to call the police," and he goes, "Fuck the police!" It's like, goddammit, it, Ice Cube.
1: They like grins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody runs on screen and hands him money. And hands him in the wallet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And straight out of Compton is streaming on <laughs> Netflix. Yes,
1: this summer,
2: go see my son.
1: Uh, it was better than Chips, though. I watched 2017's Chips.
2: I remember having conversations with no you about you these guys movies. Got sick. like like when you watched. What it? came first? <laughs> and I f- had forgotten until now that we eventually were going to talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chips was absolutely horrible. Michael Pena is a meme in our house. Because we watched uh, uh, whatever, I think Broadchurch was the American version of that TV show, right? Is everybody You've, called Broad Church? Um, nope. Broad Church is the original British version. Oh, no, that's and right. I've I forgot what It's called the like American Church Point or something, but we kept getting commercials uh, in stuff that we DVR'd or like had, we're watching on demand that we couldn't skip. And in, in the trailer, it's always Michael Pena going, Me? You think I killed my son? You think I killed my son? Just like. But now whenever we see Michael Peña, that's what we think about. Nice. And <laughs> hey, my own son's murder? Sorry.
1: <laughs>
2: that's one for Kelly, who doesn't listen.
1: Yeah, that's bad. And I like Michael Peña. No. Real quick, hate... it was called Grace Point. Grace, Grace, Grace Point. Point. Yeah. And I don't hate uh, Dax, really. I mean, I can take my Which, which Dax are talking about? All of them. <laughs> All the people named Dax. Most of them are probably pretty <laughs> shitty.
2: Well, Jack and Daxter's not bad. Uh...
1: Vincent D'Onofrio plays the, the villain in Chips I don't know Vincent D'Onofrio is like a super hit or a super miss mm-hmm. with his roles and this is obviously a super miss mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's it is god awful don't even think about watching that one. Oh, shit yeah it's, it, it is one of the worst things I've seen this year it was a a, a, a worst 10 movie for me Cars 3 I saw did you see it? yeah I
2: yeah. saw it too uh, You know you have a little bit more to say about it than I do but uh Mine's just stupid internet conversations that I would want to have about it. Like I don't understand the the world that is cars. It is bizarre. There's I sent you
1: that article somebody written where <laughs> there are aliens running these cars, they decided. And they like drew a schematic about how they could be inside the car. It's weird. It's like these cars like, have eyeballs, but why are there gas bumps It's like, like human
0: hand handles everywhere. A creepy type of porn we accidentally <laughs> uncover. <laughs> well,
2: I, I originally started the conversation with TJ about there's a scene where uh, Lightning and his uh, his his racing coach. Oh, I the- Cruise. Go to the go to a demolition derby track by accident because they think it's just like some no name racetrack. Yeah. And they could, you know, his whole thing is he was taught to race by running dirt trails out in something bluffs, I forget what the fuck it's called. Um, radiator bluffs. Yeah. Um, and radiator Springs. Radiator Springs. We got there. And so there, but it turned out to be the demolition derby. Which to me is like the most like, disgusting fucking thing to exist in the universe of cars. It's it's like like a suicide <laughs> match, It'll yeah. be Like
0: gladiator, gladi- gladiators, right? I was about to say it's like gladiation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, gladiation. Like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'd be
2: like in the Grand Theft Auto when they talk about the reality show of all the prisoners getting together and like televising them murdering each other. Mm. Like that's what a demolition yeah. derby is in cars. Yeah. It's all these cars getting together and murdering each other. Like that's fucked up. It's also
1: a very I think I sent Brent a message. Me and Brent are, are big baseball guys. And I said uh the people who wrote cars <laughs> people who wrote Cars Three hate Bill James. Uh Bill James is a guy who like came up with like the new way to like look at baseball players and, mm-hmm. and using analytical numbers and stats. Cars is about that. It's like these cars are built new, they're crazy. Um they can like go faster than any car that's ever built. And It's like it's okay as long as you have heart. It's like no, those cars are just faster. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's fucking cartoons. I don't know why I'm overly critiquing it, but it's it's Pixar, though. Neither (laughs) do (laughs) we. Just kidding.
0: You better be dumb shit. Y'all talk
1: about? Oh, you just wait. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm in a circle, boss, baby. (laughs) Oh fuck! I saw that. I skipped (laughs) Metal Oh, I'll wait and talk about it when you bring it up. I don't even know if I want to talk about Lady Bird or Three Billboards now. I feel like doing them a disservice.
2: I feel like you already nailed them? Yeah. Knocked them out of the park? They're good. Boring. Compared to Cars 3. I saw Lady Bird in the theater.
0: Wow. How was it? It's my favorite movie, 2017. Yeah? It displaced Colossal. Nice. Um, I I love it.
1: Yeah,
3: it's really good. It
0: jumped into my top ten. Um, as well.
3: I got it pretty hot too. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Really I, well done.
0: I keep thinking about it since I've seen it too. Yeah. It's just so like uh it's just dawning on me that like the um American graffitis of, of the day were essentially like the ladybirds of today. Like that stretch of time, like fifties and coming out in the seventies, is essentially like two thousand two to come oh, out right. now. Is that's the same like directors talking about their childhood you know and all that stuff was like cool but never magical for me because it was like a you know portrait of my childhood in the 50s or stand by me and stuff like the music takes you back and uh, like the 2002 here I was the same age as uh, Lady Bird and it really really reminded me of like high school in that time and like culture in that time yeah yeah felt real real honest to that uh, to that world I just really liked it. Yeah, it's really
1: good. <clears throat> Every time it started to get boring, which Mumblecore will do for me, randomly, that movie would pull itself back in a little bit. It would show me something that I thought was good. I thought the ending was good. Uh, I saw Three Billboards. I've forgotten now. It went with me to see Yeah, <laughs> I saw that with you. Okay.
2: Three Billboards is really good. Yeah, so we fantastic. So we saw the, the Lucas Hedges duology. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was good. It jumped into my top two or three. For the year, three
2: blowhorns did. It is the most Coen Brothers movie you'll see this year. Interesting. But true. I'll, I'll call that that shot. Now. And they just, wrote one this year. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But this is just like it's just perfect. I mean, it's it's centered around like like local rural cops who aren't good at their job, and then somebody who is just going to make their life a living hell until they pay attention to her. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a it's a great vehicle. It's it's far. It's far sadder than I thought, but it was also way funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not a black comedy. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's a drama with comedic elements. Yeah. Um, as good as McDormand is, Rockwell and Harrelson are mind blowingly amazing. Oh. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's. The whole supporting cast is good too, but those two together, yeah. I thought. Yeah.
2: But uh, Sam Rockwell has his dance. So.
0: <laughs> he always dances in every movie. Yeah. You
2: know? This this one is particularly funny. <laughs> yeah. Because he's wearing headphones as like tragedies happening around him. And he's just, like, smiling and dancing and, like, shimmying around. And everyone's, like, in tears behind him. Yeah. It's good. Uh,
1: but, yeah, I'd recommend Three Billboards. Highly. But even when you get past the people that are amazing, like John Hawks. Fox. John Hawks. 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 Uh, really Peter, good. Peter Dinklage is really good. In Peter it. Dinklage is really good. Um, uh, I highly recommend it. But it is a, uh, it'll make you feel like shit for a little while. Mm-hmm. It's just a downer. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Followed up with Snow Buddies. Yeah, followed up with Yule Log. Little dog. Little
3: Little dogs. Little dogs.
0: That's it. Oh, nice. Well, that's all I'm talking about. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'll I'll go ahead and go next. Uh, I saw some stuff. I kind of curated it. uh, For TV, Uh, Top Chef came back. Yeah. I don't know if you
2: caught that. I didn't catch the. We we had the DVR and set up for for Top Chef, and it picked up the, the six minute preview. Yeah, and so I saw it on there, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" The like, Top Chef is back, and I started it, and then like it said the recording stopped, and then I realized that I'd been swindled, and mm. so all of my excitement for Top Chef went away. But I am excited. I like the cast because yeah. that's that's the the preview thing was the first six minutes of the episode where they introduce all the chefs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there, there's some characters. There's no, there's been a series of Top Chefs that have uh, one or more multiple cooks from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this year. No yeah. one from Atlanta. So you just have to root for people based on the character and quality of their their moral fiber. Uh, <laughs> my
2: favorite in years was Katsuji.
0: Yeah, he's he's interesting.
2: Yeah, and, and I think since Katsuji they've tried to find someone who was like Katsuji. And so there was one guy on there who was like, I cook like Jewish
0: Asian Amish food. He was yeah. like, What? <laughs> Yeah, they got Soul food uh, Amish food Yeah, soul food Amish Restaurant called Butterfunk <laughs> Nice It's <laughs> a great name Because Katsuji
2: yeah. famously is a He's Mexican And he cooks kosher Japanese cu- cuisine mm-hmm. uh, And was always like Like, oh, what's the dish you're pre- preparing for us, Katsuji And then like 10 minutes later he's done describing it Because he's got like 60 ingredients in it
0: Yep Ends up being his downfall. Yeah. But uh, it's entertaining. It's in Denver, Colorado. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of like wild game and stuff. In one of the previews, they cook Rocky Mountain oysters and have a nice, fun pun with it. Mm. I wonder I if they, they cook some dope in any of their foods. Because they can.
1: Maybe. I don't know.
2: There's a show on Viceland that's really irritating where it's a cooking competition, but mm-hmm. they
0: use some Primo Bud. Yeah. Most Vice shows have just such an air of like... Man, how fucking vice is this? Yeah.
2: Have you seen any of the things for Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia? Yeah. That guy, I fucking hate that guy. It's like a guy who's like a drug scholar, but he's like, also one of those guys who you talk to, he's like, man, I live for psychedelics. <laughs> and he wears an all white, he, he wears a white long sleeve shirt and white pants and like big thick rimmed glasses. And that's what he wears just all the time. I don't know. He's really trying to be a character. He seems like the, the specter of college freshman friends' past.
0: Ghost <laughs> of Christmas Madness. Uh, um, besides that, going into uh, movies. Um, a movie I saw that I think all you guys have seen now, or a couple of you guys, uh, it came on Netflix. I finally caught Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. Nice. I really liked it. Nice. You I, haven't seen the other
1: two from this year, right?
0: I haven't seen Thor or Spider-Man. Okay, okay. Um, I was super surprised how much I liked Guardians of the Galaxy because I was getting kind of a meh vibe from the consensus out there and I think from you guys too a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all three of our least favorite Marvel movie this year, right?
2: Yeah. Not, 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 that's not saying much, but... Right. I still liked it.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: think three and a half stars, I think. I think our biggest criticism, or TJ my big, biggest criticism at least was... One of the best things in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was the chemistry between all the people, mm-hmm. and Guardians 2 separated people too much.
3: It's it's the same issue I had with Stranger Things a little bit this season, which was that it just broke up the game for too long. <laughs> uh, but it was still
0: fun. Great. Uh, uh, hilarious. See, I thought that was one of the strong points of the movie for me. Interesting. It's like remixing all these uh, dynamics for people that don't hang out. It's fun. And I must have been in the weird headspace. I think I was telling one of you guys this at uh, Trivia, but I was almost in tears at the end of the movie. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil what happens, but uh, I had no idea how beloved I thought I held that character, you know, in such high esteem. It's like a character yeah. I took for granted is... Mm-hmm. I mean, none of this movie came out a while ago. I still don't want to spoil it, I guess. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. And Drax and Mantis, the new character, are so funny and yeah. so uh, charming together. Yeah. They're Drax horrible.
2: steals every scene of that movie that he's in. Mm-hmm. He's so good in that movie. Yeah. I just love how opposite the two of them are because Drax is like. I'm just learning what emotions are, and Mantis's power is like I'm I'm a complete empath, and we'll yeah. get to your deepest, darkest emotions. Right. And
0: I love that the funny thing for me, their their dynamic is Drax is teaching her how to be normal. And yeah. Drax is so abnormal.
1: Yeah, I was bent over there with tears at group going to find Michael Worker's characters.
0: Yeah, that, oh, everything yeah. he brought back
1: it's headpiece.
3: That's an entire desk yeah <laughs> he's, like, he's like, nope, that's dusk. It's really good. yeah,
0: but, they do a good job. That's like definitely a, a sideshow Bob break effect right yeah, there. Yeah because it keeps going and he's like, all right, the next thing and then he'll bring out a thing and you, and you just start laughing. and then <laughs> and then
2: they cue the music. It turns like a musical montage of him bringing stuff back. Mm-hmm. like just hard commits. <laughs> that's that was my second favorite Bautista movie this year.
0: <laughs> All right, I saw a couple uh <laughs> a couple smaller movies after that <clears throat> uh, I saw Landline which is on Amazon Prime now I saw that too I thought it was pretty good yeah I very, love Jenny Slate very small modest movie but yeah Jenny Slate is such a natural at being natural, naturalistic
2: and it has the the less weird Duplass brother yep Jay Duplass mm-hmm. it's, it's weird I saw that a lot of people who just didn't didn't Get why it was why it took place in the mid '90s. Mm. They just like that was the biggest sticking point for them.
0: Yeah, and I think it <clears throat> does a great job of avoiding the comedy of isn't this the '90s? Right, like nostalgia stuff. There's some things that are a natural output of it. Is like the pay you phones. get your yeah pay phones, and you get your like you can't talk on the phone in your bedroom, or like I got to fax something. There's a plot detail that's uncovered by <clears throat> someone. Trying to find a floppy disk. Um, oh, nice. You know, coming back. And I don't know, maybe I'm just aging into it where I remember that, but it doesn't make a joke out of it. And it's just a, it's a family drama. Yep, cool. But very enjoyable. From the director of Obvious Child, and I also liked Obvious Child. Yeah, I like that movie a lot too. She's mm-hmm. yeah. good. Um, other small movie I saw was uh, I saw, I forgot the director's name, Kokonaga? Naga. Ah uh, yeah, Co- K- Kogonaga.
2: Kogonada. Kogonada.
0: I saw Columbus, the film about Columbus, Indiana.
3: <laughs> yeah, as did I. I'd never known about Columbus, Indiana before this movie was created.
0: Yeah, it's a postmodernist architecture um, tourism spot. Hmm. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I really liked it.
3: <laughs> I, th- I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. It's a very quiet movie. Like yeah. it's uh, it's just a lot of conversations. I was blown away by the leading performance from Haley Lou Richardson. Yep, and uh, I was already familiar with her work from what is the name of that movie? Edge of Seventeen. Edge. I keep wanting to call it Edge of Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, Edge of Seventeen. Live, cry, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: She's uh, she was great in that movie, and then she is fantastic in Columbus. Yeah, I think she's going to be a, a star of indie stuff going forward. Maybe just a star. Uh, we are talking, before you guys got here, such an expressive face. Yeah. And, uh... It's, man, it's, that uh, sounds like a dumb compliment, because these are
3: actors. It's like, what, the only thing <laughs> they should to, be they able should to should have that. Is yeah. just have an expressive face. But, yeah, I think she's... I think Dane Tahan yeah. is incapable of it. You can, right. You yeah. can see just so much of... You just understand every emotion that's within her character just by, like, the smallest movement of face muscles. And it's just... It's very subtle acting. Mm -hmm. But it's so effective, I think.
0: Yeah, and if you're... uh, The way I was thinking about it, if you're a fan of, like, (coughs) Wes Anderson-style scene structure, Mm -hmm. how things are, like, geometrically perfect and things like that, then, like, uh, I guess... This kind of sounds uh, like I'm making fun of Wes Anderson, but this is like adult version of it where it's not all the pretty colors and all the fantastical stuff, but it's like using actual architecture there. And sometimes just like normal stuff is like perfectly <clears throat> immaculately shot and the camera is still and characters just go in and out of it. Yeah. And it is gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's a very pretty movie. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is great. It's not obviously pretty either. Like there's the cool buildings, but they're they're postmodernist. So it's like the church is famous because like the the uh, entrance is off center and the cross is off center. Like it's not something that would blow you away. It's postmodern, huh. but even still, it's like you know very beautiful. I'm not yeah. a big architect, architecture head or anything, and I still found a lot to love in just looking at it. There was one mm-hmm.
3: shot in the movie that just. It, Blew me away. Not really for like beauty or landscape or architecture or anything, but it's when they're in the car together. Yeah. And the the camera's in the back seat and the two of them are just in the front seats talking with each other and uh but you can only see her eyes in the rear view mirror and it is it's so good. It's the it the it somehow really works. You can still feel like every emotion she's going through while they're having that discussion huh. just by watching her eyes. So good. Uh it's probably not a film that will be for
0: everybody. I could I could easily see people being bored by Columbus. Yeah. In my uh, Letterboxd review I said that if you're on the same wavelength and tempo as this movie, you can you're going to love it, mm-hmm. I think. But if not, you know, if you're not in the right frame of mind, then I can see just like going askew.
3: Yeah. Like there are a lot of movies I watch and I love and I'm thinking like who wouldn't love this movie? But this is not one of those movies that I have that reaction to. This is just like, oh, I love this movie. Yeah. And if someone's like, Nope, hated it, boring. It's just quiet quiet discussions for two hours. I'd be like, I get that. Uh big I, I wouldn't that. even fight it. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's that. It is that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. one last thing on it is that I'm so happy John Cho had a leading role. I love John Cho. Yeah, he's he's great. great
0: in a dramatic role.
3: Yeah. He's really good. So doesn't usually get the opportunity. That's streaming on Hulu Hulu if anybody wants to
0: Hulu. check that out. Hulu and the uh, last thing I saw I saw uh, two nights ago you know when we had our, our winter wintry mix mm-hmm. down here in the the deep south uh, I saw for the first time the original <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street yeah oh yeah from 1947 <clears throat> how does it stack up against Yule Dogs uh, it's much more narratively focused <laughs> much it's, more of a movie it's a uh, it's one of Allison's favorites in a uh, holiday classic she would watch with her mom and it is still really really good you guys ever see it
3: I saw it years ago. Yeah, when I was little. Yeah. No. I, I remember really liking it. Good courtroom movie.
0: Excellent courtroom movie. I, I really liked it. And Did even, suit- like someone sue Santa Claus? Well, the the movie is like there's someone who calls himself Chris Kringle who says he is Santa Claus. He gets hired by Macy's to be the Santa Claus and is doing such a great job. And they eventually, this is like the first part of the movie, they put him in Bellevue because they say he's insane. Mm. So in order to get him out of there the lawyer has to make a case because it he actually was, is yeah. if they can
3: prove he is Santa Claus then he's competent at that point. So the
0: movie the movie is a uh, <clears throat> I thought it was just like a kids movie essentially mm. but it's a wonderful like uh kind of a refuting cynicism and just embracing not like you know capital F faith but just like faith in stuff faith yeah. in like goodness. <clears throat> and it's a the court case is a great logical experiment mm-hmm. like how do you prove the existence of you know of what seems to be a fictional character mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they they use like actual try to use actual evidence that it, it's really clever yeah And it's a really fun like logic experiment cool it's kind of deeper than I thought it was going to be. And the performances are still pretty good. There's a lot of like, hey, how you doing? I got big shoulders. See, <laughs> <coughs> right here. One, two. <laughs> yeah. The guy who plays Chris Kringle is excellent. He won an Academy Award for it and he's just like the most warmly radiating actor. Just saying it real. Don't spoil it.
1: No, I just mean like, Oh. the real life nobody will tell me <laughs> movie that came out
0: 70 years ago don't spoil he's, he signed over the rights to this movie <laughs> so they can make it so
1: he's, so he's
0: real so I thought yep Sam is the realist yeah. that,
1: that's this, it he's for real
2: <clears throat> I'm going to just list the bad movies that I saw that I don't want to talk about cool I watched a duo of Antonio Banderas movies Black Butterfly and Security both are not very good cool. um, I watched the animated film Boss Baby which is irritating and bad Oh, I liked it a
1: little better than
2: you, yeah I was also like really sick and like I was I woke up sick and I like feeling the worst of my whole stretch of being ill and I like called my shot I was like I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna watch Boss Baby I and thought the, the the plot device of it being the imagination of the kid
1: who's scared of his baby brother yeah it was interesting scared of that new introduction to his household yeah,
2: yeah. uh I watched Geostorm. I wrote a review on the site. <laughs> I read it. it. was funny. It was good. I, I claimed that this 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 winter attack was a retaliation for my uh, review. It's it just a fucking awful movie. Uh-huh. I
0: like like spoiler. This movie contains no Geostorms. Yeah. <laughs> you break it down. Uh,
2: and then I watched the, new, the newest Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I'm still baffled why they keep making those. This is Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, Dead Men Have No Tales.
0: That's what that's what should be called. Dead also, man. live Dead a lot man of men cash, of man checks. Dead men, Sonic and Tails. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I watched the Emoji movie, which is as bad as you think it is. And actually, the only thing I do want to say about the Emoji movie is it is the biggest corporate shill movie I have seen in a long, long time. It is any app that that wanted to throw like a million dollars their way, they absolutely took that money and they burned it at a fucking altar. Because there's a Just Dance app they spend a lot of time in. Candy Crush probably funded half this movie because there's a prolonged Candy Crush scene. Um, and, you know, King, so Is it like Rick It Ralph
1: style? Like
2: they're running through a phone? Yes. Uh, sounds it's, awful. They're all... All of the emojis live in the text app. Mm-hmm. The, the app is... The, their town is called Textopolis. And they are geographically located in the square where the text app is. And they need to get to Dropbox. Can the emojis see what I do on the internet? <laughs> I need to know. I need to kill all the emojis. You do
0: private mode, right? I'm
2: sure that, that like James Corden and uh, TJ Miller can had see fun. what I <laughs> <laughs> do.
1: Oh no! I'll never
0: be on to show now. <laughs> You'll never lip sync with him.
2: Uh, but yeah I'm sure James Gordon can see what you do <laughs> unsurprisingly a very bad movie British Santa
0: <laughs> I wonder why that movie doesn't work but Wreck-It Ralph is like, like delightful the franchise version of that franchise shilling essentially but it's a delight
2: because at the heart of Wreck-It Ralph it's about how he's a bad guy who doesn't want to be a bad guy he doesn't want to be remembered for you know, being <sighs> a villain. Mm-hmm. But in the Emoji movie, it's about the meh emoji who wants to express more emotions. So he doesn't do that by doing good things or by being more expressive. He does it by going on, like, a caper through a phone and all these different apps. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no actual, like, dynamism in the meh character. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's irrelevant what emoji he is. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anything was him... every yeah, yeah, like, emoji only has one emotion. That's one emojis. To... Right. So, like, if it was... Well, and that's the thing that... I, I'm, I'm convinced that Apple paid money to set this up for the emojis to come out. Because, uh-huh. like, at the end of the movie, he, like... Like, the, the boy who owns the phone sends the girl he has a crush on an emoji. Because it started... It was set off by that because Matt was five different emojis at the same time when she sent it to him. And she was like, what the fuck? But so she sends him... Meh, now, and it like moves around as she's looking at it, and she's like, oh, awesome! Like, which is essentially what emojis are. Yeah. Is stuff where you can, like, make it more expressive. But, I don't know. Garbage movie. Watch it if you're interested in the difference between it and Wreck It Ralph, but <laughs> I think it's just, like, it's heartless.
0: You want a research paper on it? We're going to
2: do an <laughs> academic comparison of, uh, compare those, and contrast. Yeah. And then again, just quickly Not that I didn't like these movies But we've talked about them in some context before I saw Atomic Blonde TJ, you were right, I really loved it mm-hmm. The two big set piece fight scenes are fantastic mm-hmm. The one shot, like the 12 minute scene The fight through the apartment complex yeah. Is amazing All action movies should be like John Leck and Atomic Blonde Yeah. I saw Wind River Which you talked about last time we met TG. Wind
3: River
2: Yeah, I was
1: a... David went here for that podcast. He might have listened to it. I listened to it. Yeah. Wind River's really good.
0: I still want to see it.
2: It's amazing. Should. It is that writer. It's probably my second favorite. It goes Sicario, Wind River, Hell or High Water. uh, For me. Not Um, a true directorial debut, I don't think. But the first one that's
1: supposed to be good. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited moving forward. He's directing and writing the
2: Sicario sequel. mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I keep forgetting the name of. But has a name. 2. Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> um, and then I saw Mudbound. Th- Mudbound is good. Yes, it's good. It's not, like, great. It's it's not good enough for me to mm-hmm. want to, like, spend a lot of time talking about it
0: right now. But it's good. It's worth watching. It's it's a little bit of a disappointment for me. I wanted it to be really good. got yeah, heavy
2: be... heavy Oscar love early.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, real
0: early. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's probably going to miss on everything. Yeah. Including, I thought it would be really fun for Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Not fun, but, like... I was excited that that was the hype, but right. in watching her she does not have a lot to do. No. Actually my favorite part was Jason Mitchell. Easy E from straight out of Compton. Yeah. But yeah, apparently was, that guy's amazing he was amazing awesome. Ron that Sell. Yeah. He was awesome.
2: Yeah. And he and uh and Jason Scott and Karen Mulligan are both just really good. They're just solid. Um and Jonathan Banks uh gives a really uncomfortable performance.
0: Is like Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> I, I, or Foghorn Horn yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's, he's like a, a racist Foghorn He's a racist
0: cartoon character. Yeah. Okay.
2: I mean, his his character's name is Pappy. They don't yeah. ever say his name. <laughs> so that's all the quick ones, and then the ones that don't. I don't really want to spend too much time talking about uh, a bunch of Netflix ones. Yeah. And I'm, this is all 2017 movies. I've rewatched some and watched some older stuff. Oh, and the other one that I saw that you've talked about, David. I watched Finding Francis. Yeah. Which is kind of a movie, kind of a two-hour-long TV show from Nathan for you. Just, I love that style of comedy.
1: Yeah,
2: um, so uncomfortable. Yeah, Tim and Eric and Eric Andre are things that I both love, and Nathan for you just kind of like slots in there perfectly.
0: Yeah, and I think my take on his style of humor is like where Tim and Eric have the the zany end. That's the release of the uncomfortable tension. Nathan for you, like, never does. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's tantric. It's relentlessly <laughs> weird.
2: When I finished Naked, TJ's least favorite movie of the year. After he after he announced that it was it was clearly his least favorite movie of the year, I decided to finish it.
0: I think there's a good chance that uh when we do like a year in our view for movies that all of us have a Netflix original movie as a worst.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you all might yeah. have the same one, you and David. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Does it involve an inexplicable accent? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. So now I've got uh, a stable of, of interesting movies to talk about. Uh, I watched the Jake Gyllenhaal Boston bombing, Boston Marathon bombing movie, Stronger. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's 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 really good. Um, I I wasn't prepared or not. I thought it was about something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was about the Boston Marathon bombing, but I thought it was about his. <clears throat> Like the the triumph of Will over, you know, like walking again with prosthesis. Yeah. But it's really more about um, his family and the city of Boston wanting him to be kind of the, the centerpiece for Boston Strong oh, and yeah. him kind of resisting it oh, and dealing more emotionally and psychologically with that um, and his uh, on-again, off-again girlfriend, who was the reason why he was at the race, um, kind of struggling with... Hmm helping take care of a double amputee.
0: That seems a lot more interesting than the movie um, The movie that is being advertised. Yeah. Because those scenarios always try to find uh, a mascot to make everybody feel better afterwards. Right. And it uh, sounds more complicated than than the biopic about, you know, a wheelchair-bound I've hero. I've
1: a few movies I've come across that way that I think have done that poorly. We talked about that one earlier, but we talked when you were gone about... Um, like Chappie suffered horribly. Yeah, from marketing, mm-hmm. and then there are a few that came out last year. I think the the Boston mommy movie I thought was marketed bad. I finally watched mm-hmm. it; and it was way more interesting than the trailers made it look like. Yeah, didn't Deep Water have the same kind of effect on you? Sort of. Deep Water, not what you thought it was, or was it just better than you thought it was going to be?
2: It was better than I thought. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, along those lines, and also similar to you know American Hero status, I watched Megan Levy. It's um, getting great reviews. I just can't bring
1: myself. It's a dog thing.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> it's I, not
0: I, it's such a tough hurdle for me.
2: I want, I want to take this opportunity to kind of spoil it, but kind of encourage you to watch it. Nothing. The dog doesn't die. Okay. Um, and this, this is the dog ever sad? <laughs> does he <you> lose <laughs> limbs or anything? <clears throat> the dog is sad.
1: Yeah, by the way, when me, when me and Dave are like, I don't know if we watch it, it's a dog thing. We don't hate dogs. <laughs> <laughs> We're not like fucking another dog movie
2: for yeah. stupid dogs. But it's a um, it's, uh, bubble face. What the fuck is her name? Kate Mara? Kate, Kate Mara. Mara. <laughs> Kate Mara. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> has she has a very bubbly, bubbly face. She has very round cheeks. She's got uh, like a I, little I, button I nose. understand, yes. Okay, is yes.
1: it Kate Mara and Rooney Mara? Or the other way around? I don't Kate, know. Kate Mara and Rooney Mara they sisters. So. They pronounce their names differently. They do? Yeah,
0: subscribe, and we'll cover Rudy, that on
1: a future podcast. Rudy, <laughs> Rudy Mara and Kate Mara,
0: or, yeah. or uh, Mara Mara sisters. Return any of our hundreds of interview requests. <laughs> you can set the record straight here.
2: It's Kate Mara, Rudy Mara. That's I right. think. Okay. Well, it's got it's got Kate in it, um, and it's good. Uh, it's not it's not outstanding, but it's it surprised me. You know, it's about the uh, IED sniffing dog, um, and she's she. Kate Mara Mara is, uh... (laughs) Who names the Mara Mara? Kate Mara,
0: Mara, (laughs) Mara, Mara. Her life
2: is kind of, like, in shambles, and so she she joins up with the military and gets deployed uh, with the canine unit after, like, really fighting to get on the canine unit. And uh, gets assigned a dog who, like, a perfect movie trope, um, who, like, no one can handle this dog. He's too wild. They're gonna put him down. And then she, like, can do it, so...
1: But, yeah, it's weird. It's got it keeps popping up, especially when I like I want to watch a good movie and I'll set the parameters and just watch to yeah. give me something that's like seventy or higher on Metacritic. And it's always one of the like, let's just watch this movie. Finally, really good reviews.
2: Yeah, uh, there, there's no there's no dog emotional carnage. Um, it's it's they do a, a good job of the Megan Levy character is the analog for you, like th- everything she goes because you know the dogs. The IED sniffing dogs are Marines, so they're, they they don't belong to their handlers, and so that's what a lot of it is, is her kind of like bucking up against the system, being like, I want my dog back, and them going, it's not your fucking dog. Right. Um, so it's more about that, which is really interesting. Quickly through a couple that I caught on Netflix, I watched uh, the uh, movie Bushwick, which is kind of an interesting movie. I, I gave TJ a preview of uh, the plot the other day. Um, who he didn't seem to think it was as interesting as I did. But it's, um, Texas is seceding from the United States and they hire a private military force um, to take over what they think are going to be soft targets so that they can leverage them against the U.S. government to vote yes for a cessation vote. And then they will relinquish the the occupation um, once that is agreed to. Uh, But Bushwick, the neighborhood in Brooklyn, turns out to be people, good guy with a gun scenario uh, happens, and there are way too many guns in Bushwick, and they put up more of a resistance than the the military is expecting. Mm -hmm. So, they follow in a kind of faux one-shot for the entire movie, from start to finish, is just tracking behind these characters, um, uh, Bautista, and... Forget the female lead. Um, but it's interesting. But that's pretty much all I can really say so about it. Bautista's the character, Dave? No, Dave Bautista. Oh, tracks. So you've seen three Dave Bautista movies this yeah, year. This is my this was my in the bottom of the rung. Because oh, yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is my favorite right. Bautista movie of the year. <laughs> he won he wins my Bautistas. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like an hour and a half long, and it's uh, well-paced, because it has to be. Brittany Snow is uh, the female yeah. lead, and yeah. she's not a good actress. Um, but she had uh, Bautista play off of, which works. And I watched Bad Batch. Anyone heard of the Bad Batch? Yeah, I've, I've almost
1: watched it many
0: times. Yeah, it looks interesting. I think it's... Uh, the director is Anna Lily Amampour. Yep. She does like girl walks at home at night mm-hmm. it's like a Iranian vampire movie, yeah, it's supposed to be uh like really interesting mm-hmm. and then it's like this movie looks insane, like a neon post apocalyptic cannibal movie,
2: yeah, so it's it's Suki waterhouse, whose name I'd heard before, but she's um, a model yeah um from the she's from insurgent movies and just you know looking pretty on television sure. um and she's actually she's she, nah, I should take the stunned nature out of my voice. Um, but she's, she's pretty good in it. Um, very truly an art house movie. Mm.
0: Um, doesn't have Jim Carrey in it?
2: Jim Carrey's in it. <laughs> he plays like, basically like a, like a scrapyard collector mm. who doesn't speak at all. Jason Momoa is like King Cannibal. Mm. Um, but my, my favorite appearance is uh, a character, The Dream, who is Keanu Reeves. Mm. And Keanu Reeves, uh, takes Sookie Waterhouse as a character and, uh, Explains to her how pooping works for five minutes, <laughs> and just has an in-depth conversation, like like Socratic method style of like what happens after you eat. She's like, uh, he's like, you poop, don't you? She's like, uh, he's like, and what happens to that poop? And like just like like makes her answer questions. She's like, I don't know. Someone takes it away. He's like, I do. I take away your poop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh But po- poop is the
0: new milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> I take all poop. poop. I'd drink it up. <laughs> I'd throw it up again. It sounds like. It, I mean, it looks wild. Yeah, it is. Take
3: my poop away. <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
0: But yeah,
2: I wouldn't recommend it. Just because it's a difficult movie. Mm-hmm. There's like a 15 minute like hallucination scene in it, mm. which is not enjoyable. Very skippable. There's, there's lots of parts of the movie where I, like, just fast-forwarded. All the can- it's funny. All the cannibals, because they're eating human meat, and they're basically the only people in the desert who are still eating meat are, like, these jacked bodybuilders because they're the only people who can eat protein, I guess, and everyone else is, like, really skinny because all they eat is, like, rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a, <laughs> a really goofy decision that they made. Nice. Um, cross those movies off. Uh, I watched the movie Slight. I think someone's talked about Slight before. I've seen Slight. Yeah. Didn't like it.
1: Just fine.
2: Yeah. I, I was I was really... I was had an ex- issue with the
1: them not them showing me how the trick's done in the beginning, the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. That was annoying. I was
2: really expecting something more along the lines of Attack the Block um, in that it's just... It's an alien invasion movie that happens in the, like, a a grimy ghetto in the UK. John Boyega's breakup. Yeah, and it's, like, it's, like, really kind of, like, grisly and gritty, and just, like, what would actually happen if, you know, aliens landed here? I was hoping that Slight would be, like, what would actually happen if, like, this kid who, you know, hoodwinks people and was trying to, like, get out of poverty, like, if he had, like, a superpower. But it was just, it was... 50% 50% of, of both things and it should have been 75, 25 or... Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, but. And then the most interesting or the second most interesting movie I watched was The Dinner. You guys know about The Dinner? It is a an adaptation of a Swedish film. Um, Richard Gere? Richard Gere is in it. Uh, Steve Coogan is in it and he coogs it up. Um, the Cougar. Uh, Kids. Coogan and (laughs) Gear are brothers, and uh, Richard Gear is running for senate, and Steve Coogan is just a dickhead. (laughs) Um, And they're having a dinner to talk about um, what they're going to do about the fact that their kids murdered a homeless lady. Um, But it's very like hush hush because they're trying to be super proper, Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of like voice responsibility on the other person or like claim it for themselves like oh we'll all handle it to like be the hero Mm -hmm. um but it's a really really awkward movie um as evidenced by Steve Coogan being in it um but oh yeah Laura Linney and Rebecca Hall are the other two leads um love Rebecca Hall Mm
1: -hmm. mmm good
2: (laughs) yeah um it's 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 a rough watch though um and what? I don't really? think... Well, it's it's very emotionally draining. Okay. Because it's... It gets into, like, the depression that Steve Coogan is feeling that's making him be kind of a prick to everyone. Because he is. He's 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 as bad as he is on the trip, but, like, times ten. Mm-hmm. Um, to just, like, everybody. Like, the waiters. Like... You know, the waiter comes by and, and brings like the appetizer and starts explaining what's in it. And Steve Coogan's like, "I don't care what your fucking food is." And the mm-hmm. server's just like, "Well, okay." And then brings like Richard Gere's plate around. And Richard Gere's like, "You know what? I would love to hear what this what this meal is." And Steve Coogan's just sitting there going, "Like enough, enough, enough!" Like like yelling at Richard Gere like while the server's just <laughs> trying to do his job. I feel
0: uncomfortable right now. Yeah, yeah. That I was going to say
2: it's rough but it was really interesting apparently this movie's been remade a couple times cuz every like whatever it's the the original source material is it's a like a novel is just you know people gravitate towards it because it's it's a play i mean the whole thing takes place at the dinner table mm. over the course of appetizer entree dessert um with them coming in and out between the lounge and the dinner table talking about you know their family breaking down and their children murdering somebody.
0: Probably for that reason easy to film. Yeah. You know, limited locations. Yeah.
2: But, so I don't know what it, but definitely interesting. Nice. Last new movie that I saw was Coco. Coco is good. We've I like Coco a lot.
0: Cuckoo for Coco. Cuckoo for Coco. Nice.
2: Mm-hmm. I was telling these boys, David, uh, that I would probably put it up on par with Inside Out. Oh, um, which I have at like the bottom of the top third or the top of the middle third, as far as Pixar movies are concerned. Um, right there in like the th- the thirty percent range. Um, it's it's really fun though. Um, you know, Mexican inspired, lots of sugar skulls, very bright. Um, you know, the, dealing with the de los muertos. Um, is there going
1: to be, I mean, there always is, but any, like, backlash on, I they got like an all-Mexican cast, pretty much. Yeah. It's all-Mexican cast. Except for...
0: Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's great going down the list, and it's like, oh, I remember, I, I recognize Benjamin Bratt, and there's, uh, you know, Gael Garcia Bernal, mm-hmm. and then, like, I don't recognize these names, so I recognize, and then Ratzenberger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was your play? Do you remember... He plays like third they're, third mariachi man they're more more bitty kind of yeah <clears throat> um but it's 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 fantastic. the song that is gonna get nominated is called remember me mm-hmm. um, it's a guaranteed um, yeah really amazing really really, really vibrant um and deal, deals with a theme that I think is um. Like almost a gateway to have like a mature conversation with your kid about death,
3: because
2: hmm. um, it all takes place on the day of the dead, and he accidentally crosses over, and that's like the plot device. And he 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 wants to get back, but he's like, well, while I'm here, I want to meet my idol, this you know guitar slinging rock star who's been in all these uh, Mexican movies and is the greatest the greatest musician who ever lived is nice. what he calls him. Fun.
1: Um, yeah, I'm excited. Those movies are never that
2: bad. Yeah.
1: The bad ones aren't even that bad. You did see one more thing that I wanted to discuss just briefly.
2: Yeah, you saw that I wrote it down. Because it's a movie I would
1: recommend to everybody. There's a movie I would rate as a half star. But it is one of the most interesting
2: things I've ever seen on screen. We saw it in preparation for another movie that's coming out. Yeah. We watched Room. The Room. Yeah, The so <laughs> Room. We watched The Room.
1: Uh, it's fantastically just magnificent that there was a movie made that was that bad. Yeah. It's super interesting. Because it's, I mean, worse than the worst thing you've ever seen by bleeps about, right? Yeah. I
2: mean, it is. I can't even describe how bad it is. It's it's worse than, like, a softcore porn as far mm-hmm. as, like, the plot and acting are concerned. Like, they hold the camera still on softcore porn. Right. It's...
1: Like it's, they're on the roof and it's on a filmed on a green screen. Like if you watch the balcony on the roof, first off, like why is it on a green screen? I don't know. But you'll like if you look at the edge of the balcony, you'll see it just like constantly vibrating.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the story is just bizarre. It's it's nonsense in in how simple it is and how unnecessarily long winded they try to make it. Like, the plot of the room is, there's a couple who's together, but the woman doesn't love him anymore, so she cheats on him, and then the man finds out. That is the entire plot. But, there's so much more. There's a street tough named Chris R. There are no other Chrises in the movie. Stuff like (laughs) like that. It's like, what the
1: fuck? Why is this a thing?
2: Within the span of a, of a two-minute conversation, characters will come in with an intention and with a with a stated motive for why they're having this conversation and why they're making the decisions that they're talking about. And by the end of that two-minute conversation, will believe the exact opposite of it. An old woman comes in and tells her daughter that she's got two months to live. She's at the end of her rope. She's going to die. So she wants to make sure that everything's ready because she's going to die soon. Her daughter says, but they cure breast cancer all the time. And then the mother now has a sunny disposition. And she goes, you know what? You're right. You've really turned my life around. <laughs> it's like just complete fucking nonsense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let me know. If you can find the streaming somewhere, it's really, really hard to. And This is honestly one of those movies where
0: I don't care. I think Tommy Wiseau owns the movie. He does. He's never been streaming. It's never been HBO, anything. Nope.
1: But this is a movie where I don't really care about it, I'll, that, not speaking for the podcast, but for me, I'm fine to watch it somehow if you can, because it's bizarre.
0: <laughs> so Especially with uh, The Disaster Artist coming out? Yeah. yeah. I, re- I really wanted to watch it
2: before I saw The Disaster Artist. Yeah. Agreed. It's a, it's a, it's a trip. It had us, like, cackling. Yeah, it was it was
1: <laughs> Bizarre. The, the the tough Chris R. even wears like black sock <laughs> hat, black tank top, black heart pants. So he's always bad guy.
2: He roughs up like the like the sixteen to twenty four year old kid, um, who also <laughs> he's lives he's in, in the apartment complex. Yeah. But they still treat him like a child. Yep. Um, Everyone but, knows Johnny's your father. <laughs> but there's a there's a confrontation between Chris R. and Danny and then later on Danny's explaining why there was a confrontation. Him is like, I got some drugs from him. And they're like, why'd you get drugs? Like, I needed the money. It's like, what'd you need the money for? I needed to get drugs. It's like, but well, why'd you need those drugs then? Because I need money. It's like, what is happening? And then
1: they, oh, they shift the focus on him. What drugs are they? He's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, He's got a point.
0: It doesn't really matter.
2: And then someone says, like, you've lost the plot. And the old lady goes, what's the plot? And it's like, she gets it. She gets it. <laughs> but...
0: Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> interesting to listen to, and obviously it's a cult favorite. I don't know where to jump in because I've never seen it. I just know about the clips, and I'm just yep. absorbing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's wild. Like I said, it's a half-star movie that I would recommend to everybody just because it's so weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the
2: famous scenes that are clipped out for people are bizarre in context and out of context. Because there's no context. Right. <laughs>
1: the flower scene like there's a six minute flower scene where like it like sitcom 80's like outside the flower shop and it's like him going in and it's like hi a dozen roses and he takes his sunglasses off and oh hi Tommy I didn't recognize you with your glasses on and he's just like hi doggy, and pets a dog on the head and he gets his roses
0: and leaves <laughs>
2: like, what well, was this in the movie really there, there are four soft
0: course sex scenes in the first 20 minutes of the movie <laughs> isn't there one two that are back to back yeah, <laughs> um,
2: it's yeah. The stuff that you haven't heard about from the room is just as baffling. You know, Tommy Wiseau like Lisa. You are tearing me apart. Like that stuff is 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 funny and infamous for good reason. But like, there's a scene in an alleyway where like you know, conversationally, and they're just kind of, like, you know, japing, and they kind of, like, touch this guy on the shoulder, like, hey, what'd you do last night? Just kind of, like, playfully, like, just glances him on the shoulder, and he, like, dies. Like, literally dies. <laughs> he falls over into a trash can and is like, oh, no. They pick him up, like, put them, put him over their shoulders, and they're like, should we take you to the hospital? And first, Mike is like, no, no, no. No, I'm good. And then they start walking him off screen. He's just like, Yeah, I need to go to the hospital. It's like, <laughs> For
1: what? It has nothing to do with anything else. Like, they don't even have to do that. There's nothing that
2: happens at the hospital. No. There's no reason for that scene at all. No. Like, There's nothing... And it's them all wearing tuxedos throwing a football around. <laughs> Their purpose <laughs> yes. for wearing tuxedos is never explained. Nope. We thought that this was, like, the wedding that was supposed to happen. But, but it then, wasn't. But it wasn't. And then they keep talking about, like, Oh, well, the wedding that's coming up. And it's like, why are they all wearing tuxedos? And who, who are these new characters who have large speaking roles who are changing the, the hearts and minds of the main characters who we haven't been introduced to yet? And there's ten minutes left in the movie. It's like, oh, that's Philip. It's like, yep, yeah. yeah, I should have known. <laughs> They can't
1: afford to film at night, so they just go to bed during the middle of the day all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'll, the windows will be open like this,
2: and she'll be like, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau like, walks just picked by. up the paper. Like, yeah, and it's <laughs> like daylight. Walks in, opens the door. She goes, I'm going to shower and go lay down. It's, I'm going to go turn in for the night. I, I guess it's arguably day. nighttime.
1: Don't want to spend that much time on it, but man, it's just... If you ever come across a copy,
2: sit down and waste an hour and a half. It's amazing. What they really should do is, is for the disaster artist, they should give a digital download code away anytime, like whenever you buy a ticket to that movie. Like they, they should have, <laughs> cool. they should have like baked that in. That'd be good. That would make me go see the disaster. Artist. Yeah, right. Well, that's all I got. I played a game, but I want to play more of it before I talk about it. All
3: right, I'll go. I've paired my list down to one movie that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> wow! Uh, Is that what you were doing while we we're all jawing over first, here? Uh, no, I would like to, to recommend the movie Personal Shopper from 2017. Oh yeah, with Kristen Stewart. It's a G- didn't it?
0: no, but I, I've, I've heard a lot of the reviewers I I listen to and critics I listen to like really like it.
3: I want to withhold a little bit of info on the movie, but I will just give a very basic uh, plot. Uh, she plays a girl, an American, living in Paris. Kristen Stewart, right? Yeah, Kristen Stewart plays a girl living in Paris. Uh, she is grieving over the death of her twin brother, who died of a heart condition that she shares. And she is a personal shopper for uh, this... Um, fashion-like icon who mm-hmm. lives who lives there. And... Uh, it's just kind of about her it's kind of about both those aspects about her being uh in this job where like that's the kind of job where you just have like no personal identity to yours mm-hmm. like you're you're all you do for a living is just
0: You're professionally an extension of someone else. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: And so she, she she's struggling with that and also struggling with the loss of her brother too, which is uh it's a it's a fascinating movie it is a very surprising movie in certain ways, and uh, i say the less you know about the movie, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what i told you doesn't really matter too mm-hmm. much to, to how it affects me, or how it affects you, but she gives a great performance. It's fantastic. And... Uh, it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies of the year, and it's definitely one of my favorite performances of the year. Mm-hmm. So dec- uh, I recommend *Personal <clears throat> Shopper*.
0: She was famously uh, when it was in Cannes, like the first non-French actress to win the Best Actress for that movie. Nice, hmm. something nice. like that. Or I think she—it was actually like the Cesar Awards, which is like the French Oscars. The only non-non-French person to win that. Oh, well. something like that. Yeah. Because the the director Olivia Olivier Essayas is a French icon directing yeah. French movies. Would you just friends. call it like a
1: drama?
3: If you were trying to genre. Yeah, yeah, it's a drama more than it's anything else.
2: Yeah, okay. drama more than it's a sci-fi. <laughs> yes, <laughs> drama more than it's a horror movie. Yeah, I mean I've <laughs> just seen that like, yeah. like it's
1: like the mystery slash thriller. Yeah, mm. we'll not pull it up on Voodoo or whatever.
2: Um, it's a, it's a, it is a movie, though, that,
1: like,
3: it teeters on the balance of, like, it could... It four can, or five genres. Well, I was going to say, like, it could easily go off the rails for some viewers, I think. Mm. Like, there's just certain aspects of it, which, I don't know, it worked for me, but I could see it... So, also, I was reading about its, uh, its reception at Cannes, was uh the first audience that saw it booed it mm. at the end, <laughs> and then... Later, when they screened it for different audiences, they got, like, a four-minute ovation.
1: <laughs> it's
3: fucking people at can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean... I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw Spider-Man, Thor. They're good movies. Thor made me laugh a lot. Uh, Valerian. I echo what TJ had to say about Valerian. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's
2: enough for me. Do we want to... Since we haven't been on for like two and a half weeks, do we want to talk Survivor? Maybe? Since we're running so long here. Yeah. We'll pick it up next week. Let's let's plant the flag in the ground and say that there are some it's it's a good time to be a Survivor fan. It's interesting. Yes. Yeah. People people finally decided to play. Yes.
0: People finally like revealed their game. Yeah, I yeah. liked
2: this past week's episode. But. Yeah. Um, we have nothing really to report from the challenge camp. Um, did you watch the are you are you the one finale? Yeah they figured it out
0: They did nice there was yeah so how close
1: <clears throat> excuse me how close were they for the previous episode the last time they had a they did they, 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 did they, they, they were they were
2: there okay they, they made a call on one couple and it was kind of like a keystone call where if they would have gotten that right then they would have gotten the rest right mm-hmm. um, but they just they flipped one they flipped Shad and Olivia um, mm-hmm. for a different pair. Um, and just kind of the dominoes fell wrong for them. The previous episode, Did they all figured out. Or was there like a spearhead? Like there's, I've spearhead. Got this.
0: there's always a, if they figure it out, there's a spearhead guy. The, yeah. the, Keith, the Virginia Tech grad.
2: Yeah, he was a Virginia Tech grad. He went to school for like business and statistics, and so he just like sat down and made everyone in the house sit down and just run through scenarios. And they showed more of it this year mm-hmm. than I think they ever yeah. have.
0: they actually showed them, like like physically sitting next to each other and like working it out where we would have had that this many beams. So assuming that. See, that, that's the part that's more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would do more of that. The yeah.
1: challenge, of shame with a million dollars or whatever, that show always seemed like it would be fun to watch.
2: Yeah. Also real frustrating at the same time. Mm. The challenge, Champs vs. Stars, not super interesting. Um, but, like, the, six people have left the show in two episodes because of injuries yeah, and, told and about prior that. commitments. Yeah. T.O. just left. He got, uh, into, yeah. he got into an argument with C.T. and then just drove home. Yeah.
0: One he's of the like, guys. I don't need this, and he's like, "Well, I didn't waste like eighty million dollars." <laughs> CT said to To, "Yeah, because yeah. To declared bankruptcy." Right. <laughs> and he was like, "All right, I'm not going to punch someone on camera." Yeah, I'm going
2: home. And So then To drove home. One of the one of his cast members, they were getting like destroyed in a challenge. He's like, "I'm going to call To see if he'll come back." And he called To, and he answered the phone. He's like, "Yeah, I don't need that."
0: Hmm.
2: Saying, so like, "All right. well, see you later."
1: Well, sounds like he's got to be a dick and deserve it too. Yeah, he got called out for being yeah. an asshole, you guy's feelings hurt.
2: Yeah. He, he called out for turn. being an asshole because he was just being rude to people. Like, saying like, oh, someone breaking an ankle and someone's dad almost dying is, yeah. is like... It's like
0: she like, doesn't know if their family's going to pull the plug and he's in the background going, boo-hoo! Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck you. Hey, grow up. <clears throat> really um, good film player. You're the one who cried about that's my quarterback talking about Tony <laughs> Romo potentially being <laughs> injured. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jesus. That's my teammate. That's my quarterback.
2: Um, Yeah, that's all we've got for the reality stuff that we normally round up.
0: Yeah, it's been kind of mild. I'm just excited Top Chef is picking it back up.
2: Yeah. And I'm excited. They already have the next uh, challenge starting.
0: Coming in a couple weeks.
2: Well, I think because this, I think Chance vs. Stars ends prematurely. Hmm. Um, But January 2nd. Yeah. Um, I'll watch it. Yeah. And then I think we talked about, since we haven't been on for so long. we could do a news segment, but we would need probably another hour to cover all the news in the last three weeks. Yeah, so we're gonna kind of
1: pick and choose what we what we cover over the next few weeks. I think it's sort a of slow leak over the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. We we'll get caught up here for too long. Most of it's gonna be Oscar stuff anyway, and we're gonna cover the hell out
2: of that. So
3: yeah. yeah.
1: Well, what movie do
3: we want to recommend for this weekend?
2: Is anything coming out? Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Star Wars <laughs> Give me those Star
3: Wars
0: yeah <laughs> oh, Near and far wars
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely gonna be that, but I'll try to find something for non-Star Wars people
2: Yeah Ferdinand is the other one
1: For for non-Star
3: Wars people Just Ferdinand should, and Star Wars, that's the only
2: movie that's come out For
3: Non-Star Wars people should just become Star Wars people And then you can go see a good movie this weekend the rest of the studios are just wisely staying away from Star Wars. There's something
1: else that I heard about it.
0: In the dystopian future where Disney buys Fox, you're going to have to become a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Or they're going to reach you out.
2: Man, these next Probably. few weeks are so crazy. Last week is Disaster Artist Wonder Wheel. This week it's Shape of Water. I, Tonya. Next week, Star Wars. Then the week after, Greatest Showman downsizing the post. All the money in the world. Then Phantom Thread and Molly's Game. Like... Shit. Shape of Water expands. If you haven't, I haven't seen that. That's definitely one I would
1: see over Star Wars. If you're not a Star Wars person, oh, okay. Yeah, go see Star Wars. It's gonna be great. Yeah, go see Star Wars so that make sure that they make another one. <laughs> make sure <that laughs> it makes enough money. <laughs> this, this Star Wars thing's
3: got legs. Oh, man. Also, just go see Star Wars. So that like, don't be the person who waits to see Star Wars unless you wait for like a year and a half. Don't yeah, unless you're David,
1: are full like I don't give a fuck about spoilers. Right? Don't be the person who's,
3: who's like waiting until late January to go and really cares because
1: you're fucking late January. Don't be at a New Year's Eve party and be like, "Can we not talk about Star Wars? I haven't seen it yet." Not okay. Right? Fucking go away. Go home. Yeah. Be, be sure. alone. Not, you <laughs> but, cannot.
0: You cannot wait. For something that culturally significant and... Can't wait three weeks. Expectations. Yeah. yeah, you get one
3: week of people being nice to you <laughs> and people looking out for you. After that, you just need to sequester yourself away from the world. Sequester yourself t- till a new Perman- Star Wars pope
2: is chosen. Per- <laughs> permanently. <laughs> new Star Wars pope. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's black smoke coming out of the Galactic Senate. <laughs> I'm looking at the
2: I'm looking at the cast list of Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and I don't even want to like ask you guys any questions about them. Cause, you sure, because you don't ask me
0: Star Wars questions
2: because those might be spoilers. All oh, right, we don't stay away that bad. Yeah, but I
0: stay I stay pretty far. I'm away. excited. Laura Dern's in it, and she's got cool purple hair. Yeah, <laughs> remember that from the she's got purple hair. Fuck, David. <laughs> and <the GQ> thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> movie ruined. <laughs> it's like a spoiler. She's got like a headband on the whole time, like a headdress, and it's like... But really... <laughs> John Williams. It'd be bad if there's like a murder at the start where all
3: you see is someone's purple hair, and then Laura Dern has like blonde hair for most of the movie, and
0: it's a big reveal at the end. Or she's got a secret, like, the, the murder the lightsaber was the color of my hair <laughs> and then it's said at the very end purple <laughs> It was makes <mixed> wind <laughs> it was makes <mixed> <laughs> she, she, made, saber, she right? made her hair out of his lightsaber <laughs>
1: man now I want to play Star Wars Clue is that a thing does that exist somewhere uh, it was Yoda in Jabba's palace with the blast. I don't think they do a lot of
0: themed clues I don't think a lot of franchises We've want murder. Scooby Doo. We've got Simpsons Clue and Scooby Doo Clue. No, in our house. Yeah. Is it murder or is it like no, bro- broke someone's saxophone? Star Wars Clue. <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it might not be actual. Murder. When, you say, mean, when you say Clue, Scooby Doo, it's find out who the monster is. Be the gotcha. first
3: player to find out which planet Darth Vader plans to destroy next, which room the Death Star plans are hidden in, and which vehicle is the correct
1: escape vehicle. Okay. But so, yeah. they, they, they take <laughs> the murder out of it. No. Out
2: of that. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason when you used a clue I thought you meant guess who <laughs> it's like does, does your, your character have purple hair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did
1: your character Bernie Mac <laughs> <laughs> Is your character Bernie Mac The oh, fuck Which Which I was just love movie guess, guess who, who? <laughs> he's in a movie called uh, guess who Yeah, guess who's coming to dinner remake they flip them and guess who it's a white guy coming to dinner is it Steve Martin
2: Ashton Kutcher, oh, actually, Kutcher plays, right. plays Sidney Poitier. <laughs> <whatever. laughs>
0: a Steve Martin type, you know, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> the,
2: the, there's a Bernie Mac, Steve Martin
3: <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ashton Kutcher has been called his generation. He plays the Bernie Mac character
1: in the one. Uh, he plays the dad. Uh,
0: Burt Lancaster? Uh, no, 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 no. Spencer Tracy. So that's
1: okay. Right. Right. And Ashton Kutcher plays Sidney Portier, because <laughs> yep. that makes sense.
2: Talking about This podcast doesn't end until you
0: end it, David. Alright, so that does it for this week's uh, Talkie Talk, podcast for the Mini Bias, guys. Gosh, it's been so long, I actually need to pull up. Check uh, out our
3: site and see our stuff. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy
0: it when you guys do it, though. Connect with us on Twitter, oh, Gmail.
3: Yeah. Uh, the what? What's it called? The Media <laughs> Bias? <laughs> the book, the book I never face. say it
2: out loud. Check out our pages. Did you say that? Yeah, check out our pages
3: uh, on Facebook. We have also Facebook groups like movies by us, TV by us, games by us. We want to thank the Willow Walkers for providing the intro music. Thank Willow you. Walkers. We want to thank Burifa for providing the outro music. Burifa, thank you. <laughs> and that's all the things I remember.
0: What I missed, David? Say thanks to everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening.
2: Kicking rocks
0: down
3: old dusty roads. Small town, slow folks. long time ago.
0: Kicking out records of all the
3: things that I know. All the things that I know.
0: You give them the self destruct code. Yeah. Give me the codes. Give me codes. And this is where you go Alexa, turn off the house. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, turn off my Amazon car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is for the future. People go back and listen to podcasts. We'll kill them. <laughs> car, drive off
3: road.
0: What could happen if the car Alexa, turns donate off? I mean, funds really. to MediaBias.com. The <laughs> <For> MediaBias.com. <laughs>